Hello and welcome to Titanic Tottenham with your hosts James Mervyn and Daryl Wadsworth. Well, what can I say other than a beautiful Sunday? Daryl, we just beat the Arsenal 2-0. <laughs> How do you feel? How um, do you feel? I feel absolutely brilliant. And I don't know if it's the six or seven pints I've had, but <laughs> I think it might be the result as well. Just making me feel that extra bit good. Top of the league. Again. That's every podcast we've recorded. We've been top of the league. Yeah, I think we need, we need to keep much, this going until the end much. of the season. We'll be doing well, but what a result. What I mean, a performance. Yeah, it's Derby Day. We're obviously going to have a few drinks and celebrate that. Um, last week, I know how you mentioned that it wasn't the... Um, a performance to stay up to watch in match of the day but I mean this week I'm sure they all want to ourselves in a bit of match of the day oh yeah definitely <laughs> I think I think I'll treat myself tonight do we but of MOTD um, first half performance I thought very good second half as well defensively brilliant um, yet again it's not another free flowing Pochettino-esque performance from the no. team but it is a, a performance that gets the job done in 2-0. Yeah. I mean, we said we said earlier on in the week our prediction was 2-0. So. I think we put on Twitter as well before the game. I mean, me and Darl as well were speaking as well, saying, um, you know, we were really nervous for this game. Mm. Not the fact that it was a derby, but the fact, well, on paper, you know, you would have expected to beat Arsenal. Yeah. But it's a derby, and this was one of those games we needed to win to try and be up there for the league. And you know what? I'm actually confident enough in saying I believe that Tottenham can go the whole distance this year. I mean, it was one of them games we had the stamper of 40 on the game. We yeah. had, if we wanted to seriously challenge for the league, we had to win the game today. And we did. We've put in the performance and the result. We were nervous today. I remember meeting you earlier on and we were speaking about the game. And we were nervous about the game. But it was sort of wait till kickoff, wait till we see the lineup an hour before, and then we'll judge how we're feeling then. Speaking and how, speak. how, are you, how are you feeling then when you've seen the lineup? Yeah. Larice included, Alderweireld included. Mm-hmm. And I actually, whenever I first seen the team sheet, I didn't even realise that Ndombele was actually missing. That, that's what I was going to say to you, actually seeing, seeing the, the, the lineups. It was like, I was really, really delighted when Alistair Gold tweeted that Hugo Larice was going to start. I mean, I'm sure a lot of Spurs fans would have been. Hoping after Joe Hart's performance in the Europa League on Thursday. But yeah, definitely felt a hell of a lot confident with the recent Nets. Alderweireld as well, what a performance. Mm-hmm. Him and Eric Dyer yet again. I mean, I think we're up there for the least goals conceded in the league. Mm-hmm. Them two seem to be proven to be a really good partnership, especially in the league. I think it's four, four clean sheets in the Premier League on the bounce now. And when you look at the, the games <laughs> we've played, it's been against Chelsea, Man City mm-hmm. and Arsenal now. And West Brom, which is always a tough place to go for us like so four clean sheets in the Premier League on the bounce is a fucking great return like I think uh, Umdumbele missing as well was kind of before kick off we were both really disappointed he didn't yeah make we were it. very nervous whenever you see Arsenal have the boost of Thomas Partey back as well that was yeah. going to be a tough job but but you know what I think our midfield handled it quite well especially with, with Hoiberg Hoiberg yet again proven why in my opinion he's been the, the centre of the season for Tottenham mm-hmm well, he's ma- just man came of the match, in. He? Yeah, he's man of the match. He just came in. You can you can even see how he slots into that centre back role. And if you contrast that with how Mourinho set up his teams when he first came in, it was Ben Davis kind of dropping into that mm-hmm. centre back role. And it just shows the uh, the recruitment powers at Spurs at the minute. Because if you had to say it at the start of the season, the any football fan really, who would you rather have saying for your club, Thomas Partey or Hoiberg? Yeah, I guarantee ninety percent would have said Partey. Well, listen, I I don't want to. Bash Partey in case it comes back to bed isn't the bottom. <laughs> no, no. But um, Spursy. Yeah, I do definitely think that Hoiberg's definitely proved his weight in gold this year. He he for me has been the catalyst for everything 
that has been good under Jose Mourinho. Mm-hmm. And I mean, it's not like we're comparing Winks and Gendouzi. That was always the comparison at yeah. one point, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was. Now we've got Hoiberg, and I just think he is... Oh, it's getting me excited even talking about it. He is such a good player. Yeah, he is he, such a good player. He just fills you with confidence because he's that protection in the back back four that we've been missing since basically Victor Munyama. Mm-hmm. He since, reminds since me Wanyama. of Scott Parker. I've told you this before, haven't I? He reminds me yeah. of Scott Parker. The way same sort of build, same sort of the way they got about about the pitch, and I think they're similar players. But Hoiberg, wow, what a player! What a warrior! You seen him? He loses possession. He gets it back, and whenever even another teammate gets the ball back, he's celebrating. He's cheering. It's the small victories, See, the and the small victories lead to big victories, and that's what we need at Spurs at the minute. Yeah, the thing that really excites me as well, Daryl, is the fact when when Oliver Skip comes back, he's going to have Hoiberg to look up to mm-hmm. which is going to be really exciting in my opinion because you can only learn from the best Yeah, I definitely think at the minute Hoiberg is probably one of the best in the league in his position and shout out to Skip as well he's doing very well at Norwich yeah, saying he's been one of, the, one of their most uh, defensively sound players at the minute so it's fair play to him yeah, especially with Francis Young as well and then Hoffenheim mm-hmm. now he won their player of the month doesn't he yeah, yeah he did he did very good so obviously we spoke about on Dembele missing the squad the guy who stepped up and took his place today was Giovanni Lo Celso. How did you rate his performance, Daryl? Um, I thought he'd done okay, you know. I thought he'd done well. He came in... I was a bit nervous when I seen Ndombele wasn't in the squad. I think he's been our most creative player. But Lo Celso, he has, he has played that centre-defensive midfield role before with PSG and Betis as well, and he's done well. I think today... He, I think today he had a good performance, you know. He wasn't involved too much. He broke up the play a good bit. But I thought overall he contributed to the team well, and he, he looked he looked dangerous a few times on the attack. I thought there was one moment he could have given it to Kane a bit sooner. Do you know the one where he got down the left and mm. it was in the box and he won a corner, I think. But apart from that, he done pretty pretty sound. I thought. Um, another notable inclusion in today's start lineup was Stephen Bergvain mm-hmm. playing in the front three. Obviously, Bergvain is a player who's been kind of hit and miss this year, but the past three or four games, especially in the league, he seems to be nailed down in that spot. Mm-hmm. Over the likes of Mora and, of course, Gareth Bale. How did you rate his performance today, Dan? Well, for a while, I thought Lucas was Mourinho's man. Mm-hmm. He was always in the lineup. He was always playing. Like You look back to even last season when Mourinho first came in. Yeah. Lucas is always the main starter. And Bergvine only really was starting <laughs> last season when we had that injury pile-up. Yeah. So it's actually good this season to see Bergvine out of the blue. I think Mourinho's just given him the chance. He started him. And I think he's actually done pretty well. He yeah. played against... Did he play against City? He started against City, didn't he? Yeah, I'm pretty he sure played, he did. He yeah. played against City and he played against Chelsea and I thought he was absolutely fantastic. So yes. I think he's actually got that spot ahead of Lucas Moura. But where does that leave Gareth Bale in the in the packing order for, yeah, for forwards? That's, because that's true. Lucas came on ahead of Bale today. But I mean, if you're looking at these tight games where you want someone to come off the bench, it is probably going to be Lucas ahead of Bale because of his pace on the counter-attack. Yeah. And that's what we're playing at the minute. Does Bale fit into this system? That's, that's the thing though, Daryl. I mean, I always talk to you as well. Um, when you kind of call for Vinicius to come on, mm-hmm. I think Gareth Bale does offer that kind of height, that, that target target man presence. Um, yeah, I'd probably say that, that the more it is pretty much the only then that spot over Gareth Bale. We, came, we, we talked in the last podcast, Daryl, when will the moment come for Gareth Bale? He didn't come on against Chelsea, if you remember. He came on the no, last five he didn't, ten, he didn't come on. No. He didn't come on, no. And he didn't come on again against Arsenal. Two big games where you expect mm-hmm. the player of Bale's calibre to at least come on and try and make an impact. Mm-hmm. And I actually thought that today's game was more suited to Gareth Bale than 
Van Chelsea. Yeah, from the start, I was calling for him throughout the week. I said on the on our Twitter page, I was wanting Bale to start today. But is that just nostalgia talking? I don't know. But I think Bale, he will have his moment and he will be in the squad. But this is the beauty of the squad this season. It's not about individuals. It's about the whole team. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, I agree. It's about team collective, Darrell. And you know, basically, we've been accustomed to the Spurs teams in the past that are reliant on individual performances. And nothing better encapsulates that than Gareth Bale's final year mm-hmm. at Lane. I think But we're a different animal this season. We're a different animal this year. It's we're a we're a pony, as Jose Mourinho would say, but I think we're a we're a slowly growing monster. Listen, let's talk about the performance, Darl. Mm-hmm. Um two very good goals, one goal of the season contender. Whoa, whoa. I would argue from Hyungmin Son. I mean it absolutely caught us off guard, didn't it? You we were we've seen Regulon bombing down the left and we're thinking give him a give him a yeah yeah and he's absolutely curled it like oh what were the scenes like in the living room it was oh, brilliant we were going mad it was absolutely brilliant to see to go 1-0 up as well and Sonny actually has a good record against Arsenal he scored against them a few times so yeah. he scored them the the last game against Arsenal last year mm-hmm. yeah yeah that's two games in a row now, actually at home he scored uh, so it was a f- absolutely fantastic goal from Son and then of course Kane gets the second one right before half time and that's the thing Son has it in such a dangerous area and I'm sure the Arsenal players are expecting him to shoot and he just rolls it nicely to Kane yeah. who absolutely rifles it in off the bar and in so a 2-0 lead at half time usually in the past we're feeling pretty nervous going in 2-0 up against Arsenal because we know what's happened before 5-2 two seasons actually on the bounce but I actually felt a lot more confident mm-hmm. under Jose Mourinho because you expect that defensive performance and you know we did soak up a lot of pressure from Arsenal Credit where it's due. Arsenal came in, tried to attack, but I think Jose Mourinho said in his, his post-match conference as well that credit where it was due to Mikel Arteta today, but Mourinho again proven why he's so tactically astute. He's able to change his game plan dynamically to suit each opponent, proven why he is one of the best tacticians in the game. Mm-hmm. I think he's uh, back to his best. I think Jose Mourinho is absolutely back to his best. I think this Spurs team, it just suits him so much. The way they play... The way they move, the way they defend, it's just Mourinho-esque. It's absolutely fantastic to see. And you know what? If you said against Arsenal for the whole second half, we're not going to have any shots, we're not going to attack, you would be saying, what are we doing? It's a North London derby. We need to be going for it. We need to be doing this. We need to be doing that. And there's times even today we're watching the game and we're 2-0 up and we're thinking, right, we need to attack. We need to do something. We can't be soaking up all this pressure. But Mourinho knows what he's doing. He's the man to take us forward. And that's what I was saying before. He needs a chance. You need to give the man a chance. And I hope today, I mean, the past three games, unbeaten and no goals conceded against Man City, Chelsea and Arsenal. Like, it's absolutely brilliant. What more, what more can the man do, like, to get the back in? So if you're not behind Mourinho, you need to get behind him. Because well, this team is moving forward and I believe in the man, like, I really do. Listen, football is a results-based game. Mourinho at the moment is getting results. You know, as the saying goes, you're only as good as your last game. I think he's definitely proved a lot of haters wrong. A lot of people actually in the media. I think I mentioned as well, I have um, my own blog too. That, and I mentioned in an article I wrote about Jose Mourinho that, you know, he's proved sexes in the media so wrong this year. With, mm-hmm. with high, If you'd have asked me last year, would Mourinho have been sitting top of the league with Tottenham? I think he asked any Spurs fan as well. Even the most optimistic mm-hmm. Might have been Probably. the dream scenario, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, keep, we keep saying top four and a trophy, but 
Fucking hell, top of the league, Doris. <laughs> top of the league, baby! What's that, three weeks in a row? Three weeks Absolutely in a row. Absolutely brilliant. Can't, you can't get enough for top of the league, top of the league, top of the league! Dara, Absolutely brilliant. I want to address something on this podcast as well. Mm-hmm. Obviously, Son and Kane, they've been our two main men, our yep. two main attacking threats this year. Yep. Are we becoming too renowned on Son and Kane? No way, absolutely not. Look at the defences. Look at the defences. It's not like we're outscoring teams. It's 5-3, 5-4, whatever. It's defensive football. It's the whole team collective. Probably, I would argue, Hoiberg's probably been one of our better players. Kane and Son, yes, probably the best players. But, I mean, you look at Sissoko as well. He's been absolutely brilliant. Can't be too reliant on them when the whole team's... Yeah. Four clean sheets in the row in the Premier League is... I mean... That's a good achievement. It doesn't happen often, does it? The the calibre of opponent that we've faced as well the, the only thing is as well Darrell you mean we can't really say is, is anybody else going to cut it ahead of them in the Premier League because I haven't watched them that much in the Premier League you look at the likes of Vinicius and Bale mm-hmm. they're still relatively unknown quantities yeah. to fit into that front three in the Premier League Yeah. obviously the Europa League they're kind of they're doing bits but it's against lesser quality opposition mm-hmm. when do you think it is the ideal time to kind of integrate these players from the start of the full 90 minutes mm. That's good so question. you're not so reliant on Kane and Son? Well, as anyone would say, don't change the winning formula. But I think the ability... its Well, I mean, you look at Liverpool. You know what I mean? It's not like they're playing Aregi and Shaqiri every week or every other week just yeah. because they integrate them into the squad. That's a very good point. They actually. play when Salah and Mane aren't available. You know what I mean? Kane and Son, when they're fit, they start. No questions about it. Mm-hmm. And Vinicius and Bale and Lucas, they need to work hard. They need to get in that. Starting 11, you know what I mean? Yeah. But I think the squad depth is an absolutely brilliant quality to have, and I think it'll do as well this year. Well, another great talking point, of course, today, 2,000 fans returned to White Hart Lane, and flipping hell, it was so good after nine months of this current pandemic to actually welcome back fans to White Hart Lane. And I actually think when, you know, we were soaking up so much pressure from Arsenal, having that backing of the fans there, Mm-hmm. and knowing that we're all fighting for the same cause definitely helped the team defensively in my opinion what do you think about that Darrell? oh yeah definitely great to see the fans back as well I was watching a few games yesterday and the fans were back in the ground and the difference it makes is just absolutely incredible I mean 2,000 fans is doesn't sound like a lot but whenever they're all in that one stand making the noise all together rooting for the same cause it really is fantastic to see like so I think the fans definitely played their part today and I'm sure the players enjoyed seeing the fans back as well. Of course, obviously the fans were, were at home today but when we go away to the certain grounds and we won't have that away support, do think it'll be a negative for us? Or? Absolutely not. I think we've done well enough playing against basically no fans all season and the back end of last season so I think no fans will be a negative or will be, will be no issue to be fair. Um... I think when we play Arsenal again, I'm not too sure when it is. I think it might be March or April. Mm-hmm. No doubt they'll probably have more than 2,000. But I think this season we're just taking game by game and seeing how it goes and yeah. take th- it from there. I, yeah, I definitely think, you know, fair enough as fans, we're, able, we're in a position to say that, okay, I, I believe Tottenham can challenge. But I do have a genuine belief in that Spurs change room that they are going game by game by game. Mm-hmm. But they have that belief in the back of their heads. Yeah. We can do this. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I definitely was... think that's that's just a, a really nice thing to have Yeah, for being a Spurs fan for so many years. Instead of being that maybe club, I genuinely feel this year we can be that club. Mm-hmm. That'd be brilliant, wouldn't it? It'd be nice to see. 
I mean, you look back to Liverpool last season, even when they were like so many points clear at the top of the league, their players in the interviews after the game, they were saying, take it game by game, the likes of Van Dijk, mm-hmm. Robertson, Mane, they were saying in their interviews after the game, they're going to take it game by game. And when you watch the interviews of the players after the Spurs games, the likes of Kane, Hoiberg, Mourinho, they're saying, taking it game by game, yeah. playing it down, this is what you have to do if you want to win it. Yeah, if course. you're saying you're the best and you're going to win this and you're going to do that, it probably won't happen. You have to be that quiet workhorse. Mm-hmm. And I think the pony, sh- the pony, yeah, the pony, the, pony, the work Jose, pony, as Jose Mourinho says, and especially you know when you look at certain sections of the media, they're almost writing us off. Mm-hmm. They're basically saying our football's not good enough, but we don't care if this football's not good enough. It is getting those results mm-hmm. done, and look where we're sitting on the table, <laughs> top of the league. <laughs> it's absolutely brilliant to see, but I mean, looking forward to the next few games, Palace away I think it is the next game they had yeah. a good result today they scored 5 against West Brom albeit against 10 men mm-hmm. Palace are going to be tough I mean London another London derby again so I mean how do you how do you see that one going listen obviously Palace you know scored a brave amount of goals today um, I think it'll just be another case of being of being defensive as well and especially when we look ahead maybe to this Liverpool game as well obviously Liverpool offer a lot more going forward than the likes of Arsenal and mm-hmm. Chelsea do, in my opinion. Um, I definitely think it's going to be a case of, of playing defensive and trying to hit them on the counter-attack. With regard to the Palace game, Darrell, I mean, I would like to see us come out and maybe maybe Take, yeah. tinker that front three a wee bit. Oh, really? Um, yeah, I mean, obviously, as I said, we've got that, that squad depth now. Dali Ali had a good game during the week against Alaska, I think. Maybe a bit unlucky to miss out on the team today. Well, I was, I was with, saying the earlier, wasn't it, with uh, Noan Dombele? Yeah, with one the, maybe he felt harshly dealt with. So maybe Palace is a good game to integrate him back into that first eleven in the Premier League. Mm-hmm. Scored that wonder goal at Palace, didn't he, a few seasons ago? He did. And then also, you know, we've got Bale, Vinicius. Maybe, do we tinker that front for you? Mm-hmm. Stick? I think... Uh, Obviously, you said you mentioned the yeah, don't change the winning formula. formula. But you've got, you can't be playing with the same team every week. So it just depends, really. How it goes. I think with another Europa League game before that. Yeah. I'm not too sure. Against, so. against Royal Antwerp on Thursday is yeah. our, next, our next game before Palace on, on, uh, on Saturday Some, or Sunday. Saturday, so, Sunday. So I think uh, the second string of players, the fringe sort of players, will play in that game. And it'll be then moved on to the Saturday. It'll probably be the same sort of team. But it would be good to see the likes of Bale finish this and get a start, change it a bit. But I mean, if we're winning games, then, then who cares? Well, obviously, I think that this kind of last run of this current run of fixtures will define our season, Darrell. Mm-hmm. I mean, you look at it. Chelsea last week we got a point. Arsenal, yes, they've been poor, but it's still great to get a result against Arsenal, a traditional top four club. Oh yes, always. Palace, Liverpool, and Leicester. Obviously, Leicester have came into it in the past three, four years in the, the league. Mm-hmm. So definitely think if if we do drop points against Liverpool, and we do pick up three points against Leicester, it could still be seen as a positive. Yeah. Or do we have to beat Liverpool if we want to beat title challengers this year, Darrell? Well, we just watched the Liverpool game there, didn't we? And we've seen them Very just abso- absolutely rip Wolves to pieces. I mean, Wolves didn't even really look like scoring, to be fair. Um, I think if we're to win the league, we need Liverpool to be dropping points as often as possible. And I think mm-hmm. when we play them, we need to beat them at least once this season. We need to beat them at Anfield or we need to beat them at White Hart Lane. We need them to drop points because yeah, of course. they are starting to click back in the gear. Um, and they'll be a real, real. I think I still think they're personally the favourites for the league. I think they're the strongest team in the league. Well, probably, probably still one of the 
bar Bayern Munich, I still think they're the best team in the world, to be fair. Yeah. So that'll be tough. Well, listen, any year you want to try and challenge for that league, you do have to beat the cream of the crop. But the cream of the crop have been for the past two seasons now, I think, Liverpool. Mm-hmm. Far enough, City don't win it in 18-19, but Liverpool, in my opinion, did deserve that. Mm-hmm. I mean, City's on their way back as well. They had a good yeah. result at the weekend. Yeah. So, I mean, it is going to be... And Chelsea as well. Good result last night. So, I mean, it's going to be a long season. Yeah. Well, but as long as we can just keep winning, keep picking up these results. I mean, we've lost once in the Premier League this season. And it's what... What date is it? The 6th of December. I mean, it's unheard of, really, isn't it, for Spurs? One one game, one game, Spurs, one, yeah. one defeat in, in the yeah. league so far. Four clean sheets in a row. One of the top scorers in the league. Top of the league, you know what I mean? The stats are looking well, to be fair. How can you see this game against Liverpool going, Daryl? Obviously, it's going to be almost season defending. I think when we do get this game against Liverpool, it will be an indication of mm-hmm. the media kind of sitting up and being more aware of Tottenham and their capabilities for potentially challenging for a league title. I think... Going into that game, we need to beat Palace. I think we need to qualify from the Europa League on uh, on Thursday here. Actually, we've already qualified. We need to actually go to Royal Antwerp and get a positive result and top the group. That's what I'm meaning to say. We need to top the group so we get the best possible draw for the next round. Um, so we're avoiding the Champions League teams dropping out. I think there'll be quite a, a hunger in that dressing room as well to get revenge on the Royal Antwerp result. Oh yeah, especially after the, the disappointing result against Lask as well midweek. So I think we need, like like I said, and like the players have said, take each game as it comes, week by week. Palace, La, or Antwerp, Palace, then we'll focus on Liverpool. Yeah. So I think there's a long way to go. But for the day and for the next 24 hours or so, we'll enjoy the result tonight. Because, I mean, what a result. Beating Arsenal, absolutely fantastic. Top of the league. Beating Arsenal, top of the league. It doesn't get any better than that, does it? It doesn't. Three points, top of the league, as Darrell touched upon. I've been your host, James Mervyn. You can follow me on Twitter at James M. Mervyn, and that's Mervyn for M-E-R-V-Y-N. You can also follow Daryl at... You can follow me on Twitter at Wadsworth under slash sport, and you can follow the official account on Twitter, that's at Titanic Spurs. For all your latest podcast news and Spurs updates, give us a follow, and for now, top of the league. See you later. Come on, you Spurs. Up the Spurs. <laughs>